opinions unqualified uh welcome everyone uh i hope everyone is doing splendidly at the time of listening to this podcast um i want to say hello to nixie hey how are you um great how are you doing yeah good man good man i'm a bit wet actually but yeah I'm good it's uh the weather is not too good so we're actually in a uh, a different uh location still still my household but just a, a different room we're not in the shed um because otherwise it, the rain and a tin roof uh probably wouldn't be very good um but that's all right so we're in here hopefully the sound's all good which it will be um and I want to go straight into our, um, our Instagram challenge that we've been doing, Nixie. Yes. Um, that yep. we, we've challenged our, our viewers, our listeners. How good was that video? Let's be real. Oh, man. It was good. That was, that, if you're advertising, that's like nearly the perfect advertisement, that clip. There's, there's like seriousness and then there's information and there's a little humor at the end. Yeah, like I don't want to talk ourselves up too much, but for our first little video, well, yeah, our first video. Yeah, video bite, yeah. Yeah, I reckon that's pretty top quality. Yeah. I mean, I reckon we should have done a little bit worse, so then we could have built ourselves up a little bit. Yeah, we set the standard pretty high. Yeah, so it's a bit tough. Um, But anyway, um, talking about that and maybe giving a little bit more information to to people that maybe not following us on Instagram. I did put it on Facebook, but, you know, just in case there's someone out there that's, that's listening to this and doesn't follow us on Instagram or Facebook, which if you don't, I highly suggest that you do. Get to it. Um, but we our challenge is um, to see who can share our podcast in the most creative way possible. Um, so for an example, um, if you're going on a dating site and your pickup line is, have you heard of Opinions Unqualified? That would be a winner. Uh, in my eyes, but that's an example, and I'd love to see um, all the creativity that comes through. We've already got a couple people um, hitting me up with ideas and, and, and whatnot, so it's going to be really exciting. What do you think about it, Nishi? Well, I think it's great. I think what I'd like to see is someone walking down Scarborough Beach with an old 80s-style boombox, just blaring out opinions unqualified, <laughs> and then people sort of walking up to him and say, turn that, what is that? Turn it up, turn it up, you know? Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think that's a creative way as well. But it'd be interesting to see what come up people come up with. Um, I've had some interest from people that have been listening uh, to the show. So hopefully, hopefully we get some some funny entries and and obviously some really creative sort of stuff to get us you know out there. Yeah, I think it would be really good. And and um, there's already uh, the prizes in the uh, the pipe works. And I tell you what, there's high value. So it would be smart to um, to at least enter. You know. Um, but anyway, um, Nixie, we've got a, a very special guest on today, um, and I'm going to leave the, the introduction to you. Yep. Well, I think uh, you're 100% right when you say special. All right, so special is a word that can be used in, in many different, uh, uh, different ways. Um, so she's, she's the sort of special that when you're driving to school and you see that kid <laughs> with the glass window and gets their tongue, tucked, their tongue stuck to the window, sort of, sort of licks glass. Um, that uh, never never has a negative word to say about anyone um, is a is a super a beautiful and positive person and and obviously achieved really highly when she gave birth to me um, that has to be a crowning glory and her greatest uh, her greatest accomplishment accomplishment in in life um, it is my our beautiful mama 
Um, Selva, so hola mamá, uh, ¿cómo estás? Muy bien, Charles. Ah, bien, good here, good to hear. Thank you for coming on. And then just uh, just as a little uh, little rundown, mum's come all the way from Collie. She's she's a country girl through and through. Yeah. Um, so thank you for coming up. So how are you feeling today? Great, great. Actually, we've had a great weekend. Actually, so it's been really. It's been really good, yeah. So talking about the weekend, and Sam was there um, just uh, w- yeah. with us. So my brother, um, so I'm going to give him a little shout out, Troy. Apparently he's still feeling rough and it's Monday, uh, turned 40. Um, so the question is, Mama, how, how old do you feel now <laughs> that your son's 40? Oh my God, yeah. I, I certainly know that I'm 60. Yeah. yeah. But it's good. I still feel 25. Still feel 25? I still feel 25, yeah. yeah. Well, um, we did have your illustrious husband on the show a little while, and they say you're as old as you feel, and he's yeah. definitely not 25. He's certainly not 25, <laughs> yeah. no. So um, just I want to just give uh, everyone a little brief history, um, you know, about your mum, because you are genuinely a, a really interesting person, and, and I take the piss, and we have a lot of fun, but um, you've definitely lived a, a full life. Um, and experienced some interesting things. So can you explain how you you ended up here in Australia? Well, it was quite interesting. My, my dad was a policeman in South America in a kind of little country named Uruguay, which is right in the bottom between Argentina and Brazil, for those one that don't know geography. So, Sam, do you watch uh, The Simpsons? I do watch The Simpsons, yes. How do you know Uruguay <clears throat> from watching The Simpsons? Did you watch that episode? I don't know. So I think it's from soccer, really, yeah. and just yeah. geography. Well, so it's Homer Simpson looks on a map and he finds a country and points it and he reads it, you are gay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the way you it's are gay. Yeah. yeah, so I thought that was just an interesting Simpsons. But anyway, yes. Yeah. And I can understand that you know it because of soccer because the best football players, soccer players, as you call it in Australia, are from Uruguay. What can I say? I rest my case. Well, I don't know, because yeah. Suarez, the guy, yeah. he, he bit a dude. Like, that's, got, that's, yeah, that's, but... that's the Uruguayan claim to fame, that he bit a guy. <laughs> Actually bit him. No, it wasn't Suarez that bit the guy. It was um, the guy from Argentina. I mean, this. He's the no, one. No, it was uh, Uruguayan. It was Suarez. Suarez. Really? Suarez. Luis yeah. Suarez bit a guy? Yeah. I think he might have... He might have... Being a repeat offender as well. Yeah. Well, he might he might have skipped breakfast that day. You know, you gotta you gotta be. Is anyway, there, is besides it, that, is there active cannibalism in Uruguay? <laughs> Actually, there is. <laughs> I think he's part no, of. No, that no, I'm well. serious. I'm serious. There are Indians that do eat humans. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. If you go to the to the jungles, yeah. uh, they're still Indians. They're still traditional Indians. They for survival, you eat anything. So, do you think Suarez was maybe? From that tribe, oh. or deep down, like there's ancestry, and then just it's just like a natural. You gotta eat. You gotta eat. That's true. That's true. Luis Suarez. I can't believe it. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we yeah. could be wrong. We are opinions unqualified. But yeah, that's right. Both of us feel like we're right here. Yeah, but you, you yeah. probably are. Yeah. You know, when you happens, whatever happens to the football field, stays on stays the, in the football field. Not not these not days. in this case. <laughs> no, no. It stays everywhere. Anyway, yeah. besides that, you know, I'm from a small country. The population is three million people. Um, the whole country says. Smaller than WA, really. Yeah, a lot it is, smaller. It's, uh, it's yeah. five kilometres um, wide or something and about so many hundred long, you know, but I don't know. But it's very long and skinny, you know, and it's a funny shape. But, um, you know, small in a country town named Trinidad Flores and uh, cause I'm a country girl through and through from the time that I was born. And um, so Dad was a policeman and he actually jailed, have you heard of Mojica? No, what's Mojica? Mojica, he's the name, he's the name of a president. 
that Uruguay had a few a few years ago, and um, he, for the term that he was president, he never claimed his wages. He donated it back to the country. Yeah, right. That's amazing. He did, except for ten percent. He kept ten percent, and the rest he donated it back to the country. And he ordered his ministers to do the same for a period of uh, four years to get the country back on thing. Anyway, Mojica, before he was president, the reason why we came to Australia, in 1968, he was a very naughty man. He was the head of the Tupamaros. The Tupamaros, it's, uh, it's like the mafia. Yeah, right. right. So um, my dad had the pleasure of locking him up. So when you lock someone of that calibre, you know, you've got to go on protection custody. So um, it took us years, uh, but then we got to Australia in 1973. Of course, my dad told me we were going to Canada. And I said to dad, you're lying. We're not going to Canada. He said, yes, we are. We're going to Canada. I said, no, we're not. We're not going to Canada. Yes, you are. I said, no, I'm not. So we argued the point anyway. So, of course, I was right, and he just lied, you know. But he didn't tell me where we were going because he said, being a child, and I wasn't that young. I mean, I was 13. I was 12, actually. I wasn't quite 13. He said, oh, you would have told your friends, or you would have mentioned to somebody where we're going, and we need nobody to know exactly where we're going. That's crazy. So that was that. That's, uh, so that's, we, um, well, so, it ended up in Australia. <laughs> so he came to Australia. I mean, it cost him $10,000. To migrate to Australia. Back then, in 1973, yes. $10,000 was a lot of smackaroos, I tell you. It's a lot of smackaroos now, Mama. <laughs> yes, it is. But uh, yeah, so that's what happened. So uh, we ended up in, in Australia. And uh, yeah, so it was the best thing that ever happened. I think Australia's my home. When I was a child, I used to say to Dad, take me home, take me home. And he go, you are home. No, no, no. I want to go home. I just want to go home. This is not my home. And when I came to Australia, I knew I was home. Damn. So that's how we ended up here. That's big time, eh? That's... Yeah, and then uh, we were here, and 12 months later, my parents separated. Uh, I had to choose to leave my mum or dad, so I decided to leave. I said, no, I'm leaving. I'm going to go my own way. And my dad looked at me and laughed. He go, yeah, okay, take care. My mum just, you know, just couldn't do much. So I ended up in the cockle bitty in the middle of the nullar board. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I worked there. How old were you then? I was 14. 14. Yeah. Moved out of home at 14. Yeah. So it was great. There was a sign there, Flipping Burgers. I, and I said to the truck driver that gave me, because I hitchhike. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I said to the truck driver, I asked, oh, me, cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went in there, and the lady that uh, ran the road, it was Mrs. Mitchell, beautiful. English lady, absolutely. Mrs. M, she was the bomb. And um, she looked at me and she said, yep. Yeah. So I stayed and worked. All I had was my, my, my crystals, my tarot cards, and a bag of clothing, that's all I had. So she showed me where the room was, and then I came out. I only cooked one day. I was there for two years and I only cooked one day. Yeah, right. Could you speak English at that point? No. So no English at all? No, so very little, very little. So you're hitchhiking from Sydney, where you yep, landed, yep. to the, the middle of, yeah, to the middle of another ball yeah. without being able to speak English? Oh, yeah, it's all right. 
Can you... I spoke a few words, like, you know, like... Did you speak, like, like what What did these hitchhikers want for payment, Mum? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I didn't understand if they, told, if they told me, you know, so it's pretty cool. It's the like goodness of their own heart. Like, yeah. Yeah, just, oh, I'm just going to jump in a random truck with or, or a car with some just randoms. Yeah. Well, and you're here. I'm here. Yeah. That's the story of survival if I've ever heard one. So. But it was just like, you know, two years I was there. I only cooked one day because the rest of the time I did what I loved doing. That's crazy. Well, I mean, our time of uh, survival, Nixie, was, was getting to Caragoola uh, 50 minutes away and back without having to pay for an Uber. So how times have changed. Eh? <laughs> we thought, yeah, man, I've got to, yeah, my faith in humanity is restored from getting to Caligaran and back. Like, yeah, I know. All right, so you just mentioned, sort of mentioned that you get to do what you, what you love. So now here's a story. All right, so as a kid, so this is me as, as a child. <laughs> that was hard for you. Well, it, it was, no, it wasn't hard. Like, we, we had a family full of love, and I think that's the most important thing when you're, you're talking about things is material goods, but there's, you know, being in a yeah. loving environment, and we always had that. Um, but I grew up in a pink house, so dad and mum being wackos, uh, painted our house red. And then there was like a, like the red and pink. Now, wait a minute. Red. We painted it red and pink at the request of the children. After a, ca- after a car accident, a major car accident, we moved back to our house and our house was run down, had holes in the wall, the people that were renting it completely wrecked it. We had to rebuild it and we were all down and out. And Brett, my first husband, said to, he said, well, what colour are we going to paint the house? And I can't remember which kid it was. It wasn't me. I, I, can, All right? I can have a guess here, I reckon. It <laughs> said... Pink, painted pink for love and red for clown happiness. <laughs> and Brett, he said, yep, we'll paint it pink and red. Jeez. All the neighbours complained, <laughs> yeah. even complained to the Shire. And I said to the Shire, when, well, I pay my rates, it's my house. So I painted any colour I want. Yeah, uh, and we, we, everyone would call it the lollipop house. Yeah, yeah, the, the lollipop house. house. It looked like a lolly house. Uh, but yeah, one year, one year, we, another talking about the Shire, we yeah. got we got in trouble. I remember having a conversation with the old man and saying, "Look, you know, we had to do Christmas decorations. He was big in the Christmas oh, decorations, yeah. so he put Christmas lights up every year, and we put it in the trees, and we get on the roof. Like it was bloody dangerous, whatever we're doing. But we decided to make a paper mache Santa Claus that that got stuck in our chimney upside down. Upside down. So his legs were just so we made this paper mache um, Santa Claus legs." Painted it red, sticking out of the chimney, and the amount of complaints we got from yeah. parents and the show about kids going on crying and dropping oh, us because Santa, Santa was, was stuck, stuck in the, the chimney. chimney. So yeah, so big pink and red house with a, a Santa Claus stuck in the roof. You can imagine what that was like. But um, so going back to the, the topic we're on, um, growing up as a kid, uh, you you've always had a, a really uh, unique and interesting occupation. Um, so mum, mum was the breadwinner in the family, and uh, she she would uh, basically be called a witch yep. regularly by friends and uh, friends' parents and random people on the street and people at school and um, because of your occupation, which yep. is I'm a life translator, clairvoyant. 
So she's a yeah, she's psychic. A, yeah, yeah, so a psychic. She's, she's a psychic. So not yeah. a sidekick, a psychic. Okay. Psychic, yeah. So the amount of people that would come up to me and go, "Well, can she tell me your future?" <laughs> I said, "Well, I tell you one incident that happened at school with with Charles, and, and they were run, doing a school races, right? Ronald Craig was the principal at the time." Run crap. Run crap, yeah. And there were there were races, you know, and because one thing of being psychic sometimes, I don't see my future or people that I'm really close to. I, I don't see that. But we're at the school watching the sport carnival and I could see a kid. They had these stupid chairs at the end of the runway that the kids had to stop over, grow the chair and sit down. And I went up and said, Ron, take those chairs out. One of the kids going to get, get hurt. No, I'm not going to take him. I said, take those chairs out. One of the kids going to get hurt. He goes, no, Mrs. Nix. Those chairs are staying. I said, no, those chairs are going. So I went there and I removed the chairs. Of course, someone else put them on. Next thing, a kid broke his arm and another one cut his head up. I said, I told you. Why don't you just listen? And then another incident happened. Um, Brett Shepard sent a slide down the slide at the school and he got hurt so Sean decided to give him some healing yeah you know because he was hurt and then they got off and played so the teacher took Sean to the office and told him why are you doing witchcraft at school <laughs> so they, they called me to the school principal and they go um, uh, Mrs Nix I'm sorry but your son cannot do what he did so what did he do he said, Brett Shepardson went down the slide, he hurt himself, and he did something, and then he went off and played. And I said, well, can you call Brett Shepardson here, please? He go, why? I said, call him here. So Brett came to the office, and there was Sean, and there was Brett, and the principal, and the teacher. And then I said, um, Brett, what happened? Oh, nothing. And he said, well, I fell on the slide, I got hurt, and, and Sean gave me some healing, and then we went off and played. I said, did it hurt you? No, 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 it was good. You know, what we do at your place, you know, just, you know. Okay, all right, you can go and play. And I looked at her and said, I'm sorry, my son didn't do anything wrong. It's <laughs> healing. It's in the Bible. And that's it. <laughs> I just went off, you know. That's, that's what, you know, so my poor kids, I felt sorry for them because they did copped a lot because of what I did. Yeah, You know, yeah. um... They, you know, I mean, people that bothered to get to know me, they could find out I'm a normal person. I can drink as much as anyone. I can run amok <laughs> and I can, you know, carry on and have fun. But I, I do talk to dead people and I do have a special side of me and I love it. That's and I change for nobody. I never knew that, you know. Did you? No, I never knew that. Really? No, yeah. I never, never knew that. I just, we just talked and, and had a good time and... Yeah. We talk about any of that, I guess. Um, so that's pretty interesting for me, knowing that. What um, all I can think about is, um, do you remember that there was a TV show? Um, it was back when I was young, so it would have been like ten years ago or something like that. And it was like the the psychics, and they mm. had to um, do like a challenge to find something. And like oh they, yeah, yeah, I do remember yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, like they had to use their senses or what you know, like yeah. whatever. And it was always like interesting, you know, like you never know how much to believe and what, you know, like, it's crazy what it's all like. I find it very, like, intriguing, you know? Yeah, well, it's inter interesting and, you know, obviously there's a, a bunch of people that are, like, just completely against it uh, and that are just not open to having any sort of conversations. But I guess when you grow up in a 
in a household that's very spiritual and and um, you know there are things like you know things like that happening it just becomes part of your, your normal your sort of normal life but you know there's there's obviously skeptics around and mum you can probably answer this but there's probably reason for skeptics to be around as well because there's char- charlatans I'd call them there are charlatans there's lots of charlatans and and I think everybody should be a skeptic everybody you should never just take what is told to you you've got to really you know take it with a grain of salt sometimes you know in a when you go and see a psychic, for example, you should go and sit there, give them your name, sit there and say nothing. They should be able to tell you everything about you without you saying boo. Yeah. If they ask you questions, just say, thank you very much, I'm going there. They should not ask you questions. You're not there to answer their questions. You know, they're there, they're there for you to ask them questions. You know what my, my favourite one is? When I get like a little bit sceptic when I watch these things and they're like, did you recently have someone pass away? And it's like... Who hasn't? Like, <laughs> recently is up into interpretation. Yeah. Exactly. So like, recently could have been 10 years ago if I like, if you really cared and were like, well, like it's still in my heart. So that's recent. Like that's 10 true. years yeah. ago. Like, yeah. It's such like, so like, yeah, the questions that they ask are so bland, I guess. If spirits will always tell you something that nobody else knows. Like if a spirit next to you will say, um, for example, I had a lady yesterday and um, she was talking to me and she said, I, I really do miss my son. And he said, well, why, <laughs> this is really funny. He says, why do you still scratch your bum after a shower, mum? That's what he said. <laughs> and she goes, he's here, isn't he? I says, well, it's not something that I would just come up with. Like, you know. <laughs> and she goes, oh, and then he said something else, which I can't, that, no, that can't I can't repeat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, um, but yeah, it, they, will always tell the, they will always tell you something that only that person knows. Yeah. So that way, you know, you, you just know. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. You know. But, uh, it's just the, just the way. I tell you what, the best thing I, I used to do, I mean, when the kids were growing up, and Charles might remember, it's, I, I bless candles and I actually bless candles to bless the environment, the house, the neighborhood, make the whole, I want the whole town to be peaceful. Where I live, I need the whole town to be peaceful. That and, didn't uh, work. <laughs> and, uh, no, no, it, it did to a great degree. Um, but um, a candle will tell your story at the end of it. It's like when after finish, you look at the cylinder of the candle, you know, tell your story of everything that's been happening during the week, you know. And uh, you can ask you can ask Sean about this, you know. And uh, we went away for a weekend. Yeah. And I lit the candle as normal smoke. And I said to Sean, Sean, I've got a candle going. Have a good weekend. You know, I'll see you when I get back. Anyway, I came back and then <laughs> I looked at the candle and I said, uh, Sean's been having fun. <laughs> and it was him and Ricky Taylor at home. Yeah. And what they did, they watched porn all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and there was all these beautiful things in the candle. And I said to Sean, Sean, look at this. Look at this. Look, can you see that? And he goes, oh, my God. How do you know? I said, well, look at it. You know, what else? How many, how many movies did you watch? Who else was here? And he said, oh, Mom. You know, and that's just it. it. It does tell you the shape of it. And then we went away for eight weeks. 
we went away for eight weeks one, and my next door neighbour, Mr. Stallard, who was the roughest guts you could ever know, and he knew that I burned the candles. Yeah. You know, he knew I burned the candles. And when I went away for second, I came back and he said, Selva, if you ever go away again, make sure someone lights the candles for you while you're away. You wouldn't believe how different the neighbourhood is when you're not here. And this is from a man that he would swear like a trooper, drink like a fish, yeah, and had no sense of believing at all. Yeah, right. So, you know, there's, uh, there's things. You can never believe until you experience something and you know what happens. That's the only time you believe, really. You need to experience something. To yeah. be a truly believer, you've got to experience, I've got to understand something. You know, I never tried to use it for my own family, ever. Yeah. You know, um, I want to know the lotto numbers. <laughs> if I knew the lotto numbers, do you think I'd be in the house that I'm in? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yeah. That's the one thing I can't use it for, for richness, which is a shame. You're like a genie, you know, when the genies, like when you get three wishes, it's yeah. like, well, I can't make you fall in love with someone. I can't bring, or you can bring back the dead, I guess. <laughs> so you're not like, you're not, you're not like a, a genie. So, yeah, well, that, again, that was a really interesting part of my, my childhood and, and obviously a big part of, of who you are, which is quite, um, which is quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, but I am, what you see is what you get. I've always been like that, just the way that I am, yeah. You know, I'll tell you a true story, a really true story, after the car accident, right? <laughs> we were in Kalgoorlie, we were in Kalgoorlie, um, you were very little, so you probably don't remember this. But anyway, I was, I was declared dead, and I came back. Troy was in hospital with broken hips and crutches. Charles had his ears taken off, and he's got scars behind the ears, you can check. Yeah. Uh, that's why he's got that dent in his head there. Yeah. That's from the car accident. Diana, the top of her, yeah, right. from here, from the nose up, she flicked back. And Sean was only four months old, and he had broken legs. Anyway. So I was dead and then I came back to life, right? And it was, it was just amazing. Like um, I was up there and they said, no, your time's not there yet. So it's time for you to come back. So I came back. Brett was very happy because, he, you know, he just thought he lost me, but he got me back. You know, and of course I'm the best. Of course he'd be happy, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, when we came back from Kalgoorlie, we were stuck in Kalgoorlie for 12 months. Yeah. No money, no nothing. We couldn't get social security because Brett wasn't unemployed. We couldn't get compensation because the accident didn't happen at work. Yeah. So we had nothing, no money that we could, we could get from anywhere. There was no support whatsoever. I was in Kalgoorlie two days. We've never been there before. We didn't know anybody from a borough. So yeah. a guy knocked at the door and he says, Selva, will you read me? I go, how do you know about me? Because I didn't know anybody. Yeah. Never been in Kalgoorlie before. Yeah. He said, I don't know. I just, I'm just here and you're going to read me. Anyway, so I read him. Right? Yeah. And I never used to charge for what I did because I just loved it because Brett was working at the time. So I did. I said, I'll do it for love. Yeah. He went to give me money. I said, no, no, no. It's okay. Don't worry about it. You know? He said, take it. Right? Yeah. At that time, we needed $1,000 to pay the deposit in the house we were in, to catch up on the rent and, and a couple of other things. $1,000 I needed. Yeah. And then I gave him a reading. Then he left. I opened the envelope. 
there was a thousand and one hundred dollars there. Gee whiz. And then I went out looking for him and I could not see him anywhere. Did you go to the gold bar? Yeah, I would, have, I would have straight to the gold bar. There's only one place you could have been. Yeah. God, I went everywhere. You know, it was nowhere. You know, it was just incredible. Another time happened, we were driving from Port Eglin to Perth. We picked up this hitchhiker on the coast of us. We were talking to him all the way from, you know, from Port Hedland to, to just before Carnarvon. Yeah. And then just before Carnarvon, he, he says, uh, this is where I'm going. But on that time, he told us a lot about the animal law. When you see an animal on the road, what to what it means. You know, all the pets how the kangaroo is looking at you. It means something. If a, if a crow sees you and an emu sees you, if something happens, you, you've got to look at it and you'll know exactly how to react to it. Yeah. Whether it's an accident up ahead or something or danger, whatever. So he told us all that information, all that information, all that information. We offering something to drink, he wouldn't drink. We offering something to eat, he wouldn't eat. Yeah. You know, and then we pulled over on a part, on a truck bay, only five k's out of Carnarvon. He stepped out, he left his cap on the seat. So I grabbed his cap and went out, went outside, gone. Nowhere to be seen. It's just like that. And that's when a spirit materializes itself to tell you something that you need to know. Yeah, right. And then it disappeared. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's hard to believe, isn't it? It's incredible. I could tell you thousands of stories like that. Well, we don't have but time, you don't have time for that. thousands yeah. of stories. Yeah. You know, but so, again, it's just imagine growing up in that sort of environment. It was hard for the kids. Well, yeah, it'd be hard, but it's also very were, interesting, I guess. Yeah. From, no, they didn't know any different. They wouldn't yeah, find that interesting. They used, yeah, to, I guess they used that, to hate me at times. Yeah, just the normal. Charles used it? to spend more time at my girlfriend's place than at home sometimes. Because <laughs> I used to think he was embarrassed having me as a mother. Yeah. And I didn't blame him, in a way, because... I couldn't be the normal mum. Yeah, for other people. You know, I had looking, to work. Yeah. We had to swap roles. My husband could not work anymore. I had to work and I had to earn my money the only way I knew how. Yeah. I just so, I would yeah. just say that I wasn't at all. I just yeah. I just loved the time, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just went out and just had a time. So things haven't changed too much. Yeah, yeah. no, it was great, you know. But yeah, he used to live more at my girlfriend's house than at my house and Sean was the same. And Troy be in his room reading his book continuously, and Diana be in the room reading the book continuously. Yeah, Troy, Troy, Troy was reading his book. We know, we know. I've got some stories about that when Troy yes. comes along. What, did it come on the candle as well? Or? Well, yeah, it would have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, again, that's thanks for sharing, Mum. Yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, what yep. I want to move on to and what I want to talk about is yep. this book you're reading, Sam. So I think yeah. there's some definite sort of. Yeah, you know, there's not correlations, but there's quite it's an interesting sort of human topic as well. So, um, yeah. So, um, what I like to do is read, and I have a very selective um, genre of what I read. Like, I'll only read autobiographies of someone that I'm interested in, or I'll um, read books about like the brain and human nature and whatnot. Um, so. I was scrolling on Instagram one day and um, I think it was Rick Ross, um, a rapper, yep. or mm-hmm. it was some rapper, um, and a picture with some other dude and this book, and it was The Laws of Human Nature. And I was like, oh, you know what, I'll, I'll go on Amazon and, and see how much it is. And it was it was like 20 bucks. So I was like, you know what, Like, I'm, I'm going to read this book. Um, 
little did I know when it got here, it was like 550 pages. Um, and I read at the rate of about four pages a day. If I'm lucky, sometimes I'll go, I won't read for like a week and then I'll read like 10 pages, but I can't sit down and read. Yep. Like, but I try to force myself to read a little bit just so I can learn. Um, but yeah, the book's just like all, all different chapters just about how human nature works and kind of if someone's acting a certain way, what has happened in their past to shape them to be that way? Like, like past life or, or no, past, like, yeah, past, like in their, in their, yeah, like when they were young. Current life, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just like, it's really interesting to, to see like why narcissistic people are, are a certain way or um, why, you know, like I was actually, I think I read it today or yesterday. Um, and it was about um, why people fall in love with certain people. Like, you know how, like, sometimes you see that guy that just keeps on going back to, like, the same girl or the same kind of person and it never ends out well, but, like, they're always just so... Back. It's always, yep. like, that same type. Um, yeah, and there was a whole chapter on that, on why they do it. And it was, they say it's all related to that person's relationship with their mum. With their mum or dad, like yeah. their parents. Mm. So it all depends on, you know, if they didn't get along with that person, they look for that in someone else and, and whatnot. But, yeah, it's just like, it's really interesting. And I guess even though it's such a massive book, um, you kind of learn a lot. So it's kind of good that you read uh, that I read slow because I just read a little bit and then um, kind of get, yeah, get out what I need from it, um, like everything, because I don't take much in, but... You know what I need to. Well, I just I think it's like human nature is such a bizarre and interesting thing, and you can get into evolution and all this other stuff yeah. as well. But I think it's like like you're right. You've hit an nail on the head with that relationship thing. Like people say, and I see it all the time, that men tend to try and find women that are like their mum. Yeah, and yeah. That, there's um like I don't I can't remember, but there's it's yeah it's true. Like there's a certain if I think it's. I can't remember. It's if they, I think it's if they didn't have a, no, if their mum was like um, really overbearing or not overbearing, but really helpful and provided for them more, um, then when they break away from their mum and their parents, they go and look for someone that can fill that void, fill that void kind of thing. But yeah, so it's all pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's why a lot of times, you know, mothers... When they first meet their son's wives and that sometimes they don't get along because they are alike. It's a no fact. If you if you are like someone, it's like having two roosters in a pen. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you've got to find that balance and that um, that that balance and that connection within itself. You know, I mean, I, I'm not saying that happens all the time. But yeah. Or they become friends instantly. Yeah. Like um, like Charles' wife, for instance. You seem to remember we were friends the minute we met. Yeah. Even when Charles and Cynthia were separated, I don't know if Charles even knows him, when he was separated for a while, me and Cynthia spoke every day. Yeah. Every day. We used to ring each other and talk and, and do things. And, and I remember telling her, she said, don't worry about it, he'll be back. He'll be back. But you've got nothing to worry about. <laughs> you know? And uh, yeah, but for ages, we talked every day. We talked about different things, different, lots of different things. Yeah. You know? And we just connected. It was just like she felt like she was like my other half type of thing. Yeah, it's you know, crazy. it was incredible. <laughs> you know, 
But that's good. I'm telling you now, yeah. if, you, if you do find someone that your mum can get along with, man, your life is so much easier. You're in trouble. No, I'm telling you, it's so much easier. Mm. So talking about books then, because you said you, you like to write. I'm exactly the same. I only read like human, like um, autobiographies. Yeah. I only read, like they're the only books that I, I tend to read. Like, I, you know, if I want some fantasy or fiction, I'll just watch a movie. Yeah. You yeah. know, but yeah. like I'll read the, the autobiography. So talking about that, what's... What's the best autobiography you've ever read? Um, I'm just going to go for the last one that I read. Yeah. Um, because I don't read it's that much. Like yeah, it's <laughs> the one I remember because I don't read that much. Um, and most of the last books I've read, I could tell you more about like um, all the mindset and, and uh, human nature kind of psychology books. Um, but Andre Guadalla. Yeah, his his autobiography or what a six man is he thing. It's kind of interesting to see like where he came from and and his background and whatnot and how he kind of moved his way through the NBA and and kind of some kind of explains some things that um, people questioned him for, like some of his decisions that he made in the NBA and and kind of clarified that where you're like oh like it shows you so you know when people are famous and they make a decision and the whole world thinks that they should have done it differently. A, a differently. And it's yeah. like, well, you know, like I am this person, this is what I wanted to do. Like, like, sorry, like I'm going to do what's, what's best for me, even if it disappoints. Yeah. But yeah. What about you? Uh, for me, probably the, the, the best, the best autobiography or probably the best book I've ever written. I read actually not written. Didn't definitely didn't write it. Uh, is Scar Tissue. So it's the Anthony Kytus autobiography he's the lead singer of the red hot chili peppers and it just goes through um you know his life uh it's an old book now so it's, it's probably 20 years on yeah um but just through his life and you know his struggles with addiction and fame and you know there's obviously some interesting stories about when he's at the lowest of lows and what songs and different things he created when he was in that mindset or you know in that you know in, in that pain i guess and you know that you know similar to, to mum mum's was a car accident but the dude died you know from like an overdose and he's got brought back to life and yeah. you know it's uh yeah it's really really quite full-on um but it's a fantastic read um another another really good one uh that that i enjoyed um was a book and i'll have to re- remember what it's called now because i read it ages ago is a book from the drummer from um guns and roses yeah. So the original drama of Guns N' Roses, and then they kick him out of the band, and he's all super like sort of pissed about you know the fact that they got massive and big, and he was yeah. on the first album, you know, and it talks about and Slash is a good one as well. But I love those musicians, man, because they're just mad dogs. They eh? yeah, they have they they got the story, especially though like that time uh, rock oh, yeah. and roll was just they yeah. were they were they were living the life. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Mum, there's a. Ah, uh, look, only autobiography. You can't even read, can you? I, I do read, actually, <laughs> funny enough, but I, the same thing. I only read about things that I'm really interested in, that mm. I'm really connected to. Like, I've read the, the Life of Chico Javier, which is, he was another medium, you know, so it's my type of thing. So yeah. that, And um, the Life of uh, John O'God, you know, because I met him and I wanted to know more about him. So they're the only two books that, um, that I actually read cover to cover in my whole life. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah because they, I was interested it, it just if I'm not interested in something I won't even pick it up like I got a very good friend there's an author uh, John and he gave me his book and I said hey John I don't read 
you know, yeah. if, if I can't get it, he said, just, just have a look at it and glance it for me. So in his book, actually, I'm quite enjoying it, actually. Yeah, yeah. I just open it any page and it seems to be on what I'm thinking about. Yeah. You know, it's actually it's a book about logic and life and, and things like that. You will enjoy it, actually. Yeah, because you can and, take um, Yeah, so I just open it any page and for some reason it tends to connect to what's on my mind at that point in time. Yeah, yeah, So cool. And I told him, this is cool. So I interviewed him for my radio show. Yeah. I do a radio show in New York on Wednesday morning and I said, will you be my guest? And he goes, yeah. So he was doing this show with me and I said, okay, let's open your book anyway, you know? Yeah. And it was incredible how we, um, how we actually were reading stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's um, good. Yeah, that's how I do um, if I, if I don't, If I can't relate to it, I won't read it. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. yeah, so if you hear that rattling around, <laughs> mum's got like 47 bracelets on her arm and she's just decided, that, you know, she's getting excited. Um, yeah. So anyway, so if anyone has any sort of autobiographies or books that they've loved, share it with us. Um, that could be a, like a review item for us and we'll both read it. And we might even have a race to see. It might be, it might be episode 247 that we can talk about it. But because uh, I'm a slow reader <laughs> yeah. as well, uh, but it'll be interesting. And if you haven't read Scar Tissue, um, you know I, I highly recommend it. And uh, you know, obviously, the books we've spoken about. Uh, probably the, one of the most interesting things I've seen during the week. I've been watching this show on Netflix called History One Hundred and One. Yeah. And um, I've really enjoyed it. Twenty minute episode, twenty minute episodes, and they they focus on um, you know different interesting things. Every episode is about one specific thing that has sort of changed history a little bit. So. Uh, there was an episode on like uh, nuclear power and nuclear weapons and all that sort of stuff, which was interesting. Yeah. But the last episode of the series is about DNA. So, and how they sort of discovered DNA and what DNA is. And, you know, I was just sitting there just going, man, this is, this, this is actually pretty damn cool. This is insane. Probably the most interesting thing, and everyone knows, knows this, that we share the 95% of the same DNA as, as monkeys, yeah. as humans. And we're like, yeah, well, that sort of makes sense. You know, you know we've got you know, hands and feet and we stand up and we, we can think and, you know, that sort of thing. But the most interesting thing I heard is that humans share 60%, 60, 60%, of the same DNA as bananas. So why, why is when people call someone bananas like a derogatory statement? Like if someone called me bananas knowing that now, I'm going to be like, well, yeah, I'm 60% of a banana. So what do you expect? Yeah, like, <laughs> how weird is that? 60% of the same DNA as a banana. And that explains maybe why bananas are so important in your diet. Maybe. You know, it's the, best, it's the best source of potassium that breaks down in your body a lot quicker than anything else. So are we technically committing cannibalism by eating bananas? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like... like Talking about, talking about bananas. Anyway, that's really interesting. So I think 60% with bananas. Talking about bananas, I saw this really funny thing. And there's, there's a big thing on bananas on the internet at the moment. So there's a, bu- there's a bunch of bananas and there's a tag underneath the bananas. Yeah. And it says, it says like 99 cents or whatever for big yellow tree dicks. <laughs> big what? Yellow tree dicks. <laughs> like, there's the bananas. So I'm like... When I see bananas for an hour, and I think I might start calling them tree dicks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, they do stand up for the occasion. Oh, oh man. This is a kid's show. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's just yeah, super, <laughs> super weird and super interesting. But yeah, the tree dicks, nine sixty percent, sixty percent tree dick. Maybe yeah. that explains this. The, what the show you did last week? That's why your guest got the pictures that she got. Yeah, they really wanted to show a banana. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, that was a good show, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a cool cat. Yeah, yeah she, so. she's really good. Yeah. Only Jill. Yeah. yeah. Um, so probably the, the last thing that um, we'll talk about today. Um, Sam, you've got your new skateboard. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I do. A couple of weeks old now. Yeah. A week old too. So the, the, probably the maddest thing I've, I've got was your Snapchat and you're doing 42 k's an hour down a road on a skateboard. Mm-hmm. With just holding it, you see the speed. And that, that's, I think that's cool to tell. I'd never get on it, but... It's very cool. But you've been travelling. So you travelled from your place to my place and we're a few suburbs away, which took you On 20 the skateboard? On the yeah, skateboard, yeah. yeah. You can go, how far wow. can you go? 50, um, 50. So on my off-road wheels, I can go like 30 kilometres um, distance and then with like normal longboard wheels, I can do 50 kilometres. Wow. Yeah, so I can get some distance on them. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you've been travelling yeah. and... Like, old people are always saying shit. Is like, that because you spent time with the Flintstones or something? Or? No, I just it's just so much fun. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you, we talking about sort of, you know, old people are always getting on us young folks, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About yeah. things, aren't they? <laughs> They're always riding our back, man. You know, we're just uh, trying to live our life, uh, our best life. Just trying to have some fun out yeah. here. Yeah. And what, what, what have you noticed? Uh, so, I, I do get a lot of, like, the young, the young guys... If they're on the, on the path or whatever, I do get a bit of admiration. Um, yeah. But then I do have also a lot of people um, that give me dirty looks, maybe because I'm going a bit too quick for their liking or whatnot. But, you know, I try to put a smile on my face just to let them know that I'm not a threat. You know, I'm going at some speed. But, you know, don't worry. Like, I know how to control this thing. I can manoeuvre around you quite safely and, you know. But, um, yeah, a lot of people just either head down or, or just blank stare at me whether they're just in awe of how fast and how cool my my board looks i don't know but yeah like just a wave or like a little smile will not yeah so do you think like society like just as a whole now has gone away from the you walk past someone you give them a smile or you say hey yeah i feel like because like now like you get the problem of like people are like what are you staring at and it's like oh sorry like you I have, have to, to be within like my eyesight, so I have to look in a direction, <laughs> and you happen to be in my direction. See, I can't say that happens in the country. We still say, "How you going, mate?" Yeah. We walk past. We go, "How you going?" Morning. We're still very friendly. Actually, more friendly since the cove than ever. You know, everybody in Collie, at least. Yeah. They actually walk past. They always say hello. It doesn't surprise me that a country town still kind of. Have that kind of yeah, a little bit more of a community, rapport, yeah, yeah, community and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. So what I'd like to see people, you know, if you see me, particularly this week, you know, give me a big grinny smile and a shout out hello if you walk past me. I do the same. I, I tend to like to say hello to people and 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 smile and, and wave as well. So I just think it's common courtesy and a nice thing to do. So you know what they say: you can get the boy out of the country, but not the country out of the boy. They, they do say that, yeah. 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 They, say, they should see me on a Saturday night at the clubs. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I just think, like, if we can all do that, you know, if James, you know, say they, a, smile, a smile is, like, worth a million words or something. Yeah, something so, like that. Yeah, give, them, give, us, give, us, give someone a smile this week. Every day when you walk past yeah. them, give, give them a smile. Um, so 
that actually flew by, Ma. It did. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for uh, for coming on and being involved in our show. I feel like um, you definitely didn't feel uncomfortable in the spotlight. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was that was good and sharing it. I would obviously love to have you back and we can go into deeper, you know, more yeah. detail about, you know, the, the Brazilian stuff you've done yeah. and like a lot of stuff. But thank you for coming on. I love you very much. Thanks for being the greatest mum I could ever wish for. Appreciate it. And um, Sam, you're going to hit up the, the hashes? Um, yeah, well, once again, just just um, get on to uh, Instagram and our, our Facebook. Um, get involved in our challenge. Um, get involved in just being an active participant in, in the podcast. You know, we're very welcoming. And um, any ideas or, or whatnot, we're, we're more than happy to take on board and, and put it into execution. Um, and then also, um, I've finally put all our audio onto a video so I'll be able to put it on YouTube. So we're going to be having another uh, place, I guess, where, you, where people can, can listen to us. And um, obviously that goal, uh, we'll be getting another microphone for, for our um, camera. So hopefully soon in the dis- not too distant future, we'll um, have video on YouTube of our podcast. Yeah, which is exciting. Yeah. yeah. This is exciting. So remember, hashtag opinions unqualified. Um, keep listening. Keep sharing. Um, we appreciate everyone that sort of gives us input. So keep spending the, sending that to us as well. Um, we're very, very intelligent guys, but we're slowly running out of topics. So <laughs> send oh, us some through. We can always talk about something. Ah, there's always topics. Yeah. But uh, we'd love to talk <laughs> about what you guys want us to talk about. So, um, mum, what do you call peace, hope, love, peace, love? Peace, love, and hope. Peace, love, and hope. All right. Cheers.